Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. It's August the 25th, 2022. My God, the, the two peak summer months have almost come to a close. And I don't know if I'm happy or sad about it. I'm looking forward to some fall weather. This year's been so damn hot, but at the same time, I don't, I don't want to get into the fall because I know what happens after fall. And I don't want any of that. I'll take the heat for a little while longer if possible. But we can't stop Mother Nature out there dunking on our ass daily. Another great technical awful lined up for you today, guys and gals. Glad you could join us today. If it's your first time, welcome. Thank you for stopping by. Whether you're listening on the RSS feeds, joining us here live, or seeing this on YouTube. Talk about video games, movies, television, a little bit of everything in between. But before we start, just like each and every week, I got the most important of the question of the week. Mr. Black, how was your week? Um, <laughs> just another week, man. Up I was going to say, as soon as it starts with, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, you got to know what the follow up to that is. It's just Nothing another crazy, week, man. Same old shit, different pile. Great. RP going well this last couple weeks, though. Yeah, it's not pretty bad. solid. Nothing's yeah. on fire. No, no. Everything's silly. always on fire, man. Oh, it's always okay. on fire. It's just controlled chaos. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. It's always on fire. It's probably what makes it entertaining. It's like you know, it's like reality television. Everything is constantly on fire. Yeah, but it's controlled on fire. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> not all the time, but most of the time. Uh, my week was, uh, was, uh, more time at the house, got more, uh, more stuff done at the house this week. We got, um, our, actually just like moments ago, our, uh, our replacement oven for the, uh, the oven that was, uh, originally delivered after being used as forklift practice, uh, is just currently arriving. So, uh, dad's over, over there, uh, handling that delivery. And uh, got more uh, subfloor stuff done uh, this week. Living room, dining room is done. We're now working our way into the kitchen. We uh, we prepped the areas in the entry, the top of the stairs entry and hallway for um, floor leveler. There's like the last three zones that we are aware of anyway uh, for floor leveler. And so that's all ready to go. So... Uh, not today, obviously, but uh, probably tomorrow we will be pouring that. And then once that's done, I'm hoping, I'm crossing every appendage on my body uh, that I don't have to fucking pour more concrete on the floor anywhere, but it seems the kitchen is fine, the hallway is fine after the spots that we did, uh, we, we've marked. The master bedroom is already done, although it looks like a hot mess because it was like our practice zone. It was like the first time we'd ever used the stuff. It looks like a fucking war zone in that room. It is ugly as sin. Thank God we're putting another fucking subfloor over top. Because if everyone, anyone in the future rips up that floor to replace a new floor, all they're going to see is that subfloor because underneath that, huh? <laughs> it's some fucking, let's just say Mike Holmes wouldn't, uh, wouldn't approve of, uh, of, uh, of that work in that room. But, uh, but yeah, so that's done. The bathroom doesn't need to have it done because the bathroom's getting tiled. So when the guy comes in, he's putting mud down. The mud is going to level the floor for the tile. So you don't need to worry about that there. Uh, and so thankfully, yes, it looks like this is the last of the floor leveler. And then it's just 
me with a hammer and like 60,000 ring nails and dad cutting fucking subfloor at the same time and we just kind of fucking lay the shit uh and uh and get her in and then uh and then the exciting part begins where we start painting the entire upstairs getting it prepped for uh for putting the flooring in and and all that stuff so we're uh we're kind of excited uh, to to get that done and uh we're talking more about what we're going to do in the backyard we got we're going to have the guy come back again uh, talk a little bit more about that maybe we might be getting them to also tear the deck out at the same time just do everything at once just like band-aid rip it off just rip that shit off literally and figuratively uh and so uh and so we might we might just like do the whole thing we got a couple of trees that we're going to get rid of as well um things of that nature and so we might just be uh <laughs> tearing tearing the band-aid off financial band-aids just ah! don't look at the bill worry about the bill later uh and so yeah we're uh we're we're coming along there and, and uh uh and and thankfully almost sort of in the uh in the final stretch who would have thought this long actually i did a while ago i just kept telling myself at the end of every month just to keep myself sane but i knew <laughs> i know but you can't you gotta lie to yourself because if you if you actually if you woke up and said you know what this is gonna be another seven months you'd be in crippling depression for the entire time you're just gonna you know what it's the end of this month baby it's the oh, end of this bro, month I wouldn't have, I, all <laughs> the, the power to you month. i wouldn't have touched it with a 10-foot pole i would have hired people <laughs> should have been done in 60 days i'd have been like that's it i'd have i'd have i'd have eight different crews in there doing eight different things i'd be done it's too is too much. Uh, the the estimated labor cost in the place that Dad and I yeah. have done is somewhere between uh, eighty and a hundred grand that we don't have. Yeah. And so we just had to do it ourselves. And you know what? At least I'll have some experience. So when shit goes wrong, that's true. I'll be able to handle it myself. Theoretically, probably won't. Probably pay somebody, but at least I'll know when they're fucking me and when they're doing a good job, which is equally uh, an important piece of information to have in your back pocket. Uh, not a huge amount of news this week, mostly because everything's centered around the fact that Gamescom happened this week, but we can talk a little bit about what popped off at, at Gamescom and a couple of the other small bits. Uh, actually, more, more news in the movies and TV segment this week than... Uh, than usual, so that will make up for a little bit. So let's let's pop right in here and see what we got going on, shall we? Uh, first up, uh, in a, in the streamer world, Twitch announced this week that despite them not really enforcing this for a while now, anyway, because we've seen this in action, they haven't been enforcing it particularly uh, aggressively for some time. Outside of the uh, you know the the ten people that they have actual exclusive exclusive contracts signed for, were millions of dollars. Uh, that exclusivity streaming is no longer being forced, even if it's part of, like, let's say you have a contract that's quite old, and they're not enforcing that part of the contract anymore. The only limitations that they have on there, or the caveat, is that they don't want you simultaneously streaming on their most competing platforms. And the ones that they've listed most specifically, uh, of course, are YouTube and Facebook. So, you could stop streaming on Twitch starts that's they you know uh, that day whatever stream on one of those other platforms no no problem but you can't simulcast to uh, to both now the reason they gave is that it uh, they're afraid it's going to hurt the experience for the viewers on the other end which that's a I whole bunch to, of bullshit i have i have to give it to them it takes some fucking balls to write that sentence out and hope that nobody like fucking that's thinks about that for two bullshit <laughs> 
keep it a hundred. <laughs> so anyway, they tried. You know, they tried. Uh, but uh, but yeah, they they put that in there. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. So that happened. Now again, uh, if you read some of the more recent contracts, not the ones that Jeff and I would have likely had. I don't, well, maybe not. I don't know if Jeff re-signed one after we, or if we've just been. If I've you're been rolling. on the same. I'm on the same one from yeah, ten so years ago. I don't know what the newer ones look like. Uh, but it, uh, according to a couple of folks, um, in the know. Uh, if you read some of the newer contracts, they didn't really specify that you weren't allowed. There was no, like, you have to exclusively. It was, it was, uh, there was some weird gray verbiage there, which is why you didn't see them really enforce it all that heavily, unless you were one of the top few that had, like, a multi-million dollar, you know, signing. Uh, the types that do videos to announce that they're either going away from or coming back to, uh, Twitch. And so, and so this was like, it's kind of a, a, a fake win because on one hand, they haven't really been enforcing it. People have been doing it for a while, but on the other hand, now I guess they're at least just outright saying it. And so it's a, it's a small, a lowercase dub, uh, for some streamers. Uh, and really a lot of streamers, if you haven't already, if you're really trying to make this like a long-term thing and you haven't already entrenched yourself, um, over years and years of content on the platform, you have to diversify. You gotta diversify. You gotta you gotta find a way to get some content on other platforms. Now I will say this, and I don't know what your thoughts are. I'll ask you what your thoughts are on this as well. But I found it intriguing that they will still allow you to to simulcast on platforms like TikTok. And the first thought that came into my mind is is if I was going to ban people from simul streaming because I'm afraid of competitive platforms. Um, Facebook would not be on the top of my list of things I gave a fuck about. TikTok, on the other hand, I might be mildly concerned about because if there was one video platform where the whole content creation space seems to be like, you know, edging towards, it's TikTok. And so, uh, and so giving them leeway in terms of TikTok seemed like a, an interesting choice, but it might be that they're comfortable with it right now because of some of the limitations that TikTok has for live streaming. I, I, I think, I think it has to do with discoverability. Mm. Um, I think, I think Twitch knows that they're the goats of streaming and, and I, I'm actually gonna, I'm, I'm planning some shit out now, um, to get my TikTok popping. Okay. Um, with because, OTT and some music seems like yeah, an easy in for you. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. So uh, I'm trying to get a couple of editors and things behind me, part of my community. Um, that way they can take clips and different things from my stream. I can upload it to YouTube shorts and, and TikTok. Um, even I can create a, an Instagram page specifically for that. Um, and then go from there. I think Twitch is doing that because discoverability. The... TikTok is actually insane. Oh, it's crazy. With, with how how quickly you can be found and how many people. And I think that they want to use, this is me guessing, but I think that Twitch understands this and they're, they're encouraging people to go out there and get found to bring them on Twitch. Um, be, it's simply because the better experience is on Twitch. And if you're a good content creator and you can win these guys over with the short form com content, the ones that want to watch it in a longer form, they're likely going to come over to Twitch and probably nine times out of 10, they already have a Twitch account. So it's not like you need to, I think the opposite is going to be having people like, I don't think people are going to leave Twitch to go and watch live streams on TikTok. 
I think TikTok people that live stream like and are discovering are there because they love TikTok. And it's about pulling those people away from TikTok and bringing them onto Twitch. And I don't think Twitch is too concerned with people leaving Twitch to go watch streamers on TikTok. It's just not the meta. So I think that there's more of an upside on Twitch to allow that than there is the bad side. And I think that's why they're doing it. When it comes to Facebook, they're a direct competitor with the same type of content, same with YouTube. So obviously they don't want you simultaneously casting because now you're you're getting viewership over there. Plus discoverability on both Facebook and YouTube is better than discoverability on Twitch. So when you start getting traction over on these other places, maybe then you start to think, okay, maybe the other platform might be better for my suited content and you might spend more time over there or start putting in more effort over there. Who knows? I don't know. But I, I think I think they made the right decision. I think that there's more upside for it um, for the content creator and for and for Twitch. That's my personal view. Mm. So you yeah, might yeah. think differently, but No, no, I, I don't I don't disagree. I just think that I just think that um I and I, I, I think that's a hundred percent the case because of the differential between long form versus short form content. And TikTok isn't just short form, it's like micro form. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the algorithm is voracious. It's fucking insane. Like the, like I'm, I, I had this conversation on stream the other day. It's like, I'm happy. I don't have a kid right now on social media. I wouldn't let him within fucking a hundred yards of a phone that had TikTok on it. Cause that shit is absolutely buck fucking wild, uh, with, with its algorithm and how attached people are getting to that. They're using like, here's an interesting thing that I discovered the other day. Apparently younger younger kids and shit are using tiktok instead of google for for finding solutions to problems and instead of googling they're tiktoking they're looking they're searching through tiktok to find their shit not google which blew my fucking i can't even comprehend that shit because google is like literally became a verb you google some shit like i like I, i didn't think in a million years that something like a video platform like tiktok would become so entrenched so quickly in 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 youth culture that they would then turn to because it didn't happen with instagram it didn't happen with with any of these other platforms have cropped up in the last like seven eight years none of that shit happened it was mostly just uh here with tiktok so that's very interesting and kind of scary kind of scary to me to be honest with you you watch like one thing on tiktok and the next 48 videos are related to that last thing that you watched even if it was like something that you didn't really have that much interest in if you saw it for three seconds the algorithm's like bitch let me show you another 9,000 fucking videos specifically about this one topic. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like uh, Discord's connection, my connection, your connection, or what. But the webcam is just. Yeah, I know it's going. It's going. I think it. I think it might be on my end because it's it's acting weird. But anyway. yeah, I haven't I haven't dropped any frames or anything yet. We'll keep an eye. We'll keep an eye out. But that's okay. Uh, you know, we only need four pixels. We're fine. As long as you have more than that, we're okay. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, but I do agree. It's long form versus short form. I just think that, that, you know, you're seeing YouTube do shorts, for example. Uh, I'm sure Facebook is not, is, if they aren't already, they already have some sort of product that's trying to tap into that market. Oh, they do. And pretty much. And, and Twitch doesn't really. They have the seed of it with clips, um, for example, but it's not being used at all to any appreciable degree 
in the way that you would want uh, you would want them to use uh, use it uh, to try and compete. So I think that uh, that they should use it in this instance to try and get people to come over. I don't know what that conversion rate would be. I'd love to be in, to, in the, on the inside to have those numbers. Uh, but I would be interested to know if Twitch is currently building out something to join in the short form revolution for video content for these younger people because that seems to be so fucking central to what's driving content creation right now. For sure. Uh, next up, Saints Row finally came out, Mr. Black. What do you think? What do you think that went down when that game dropped? Do you think it was good? After all I that we saw, I didn't play it. From Saints I Row? I didn't, yeah, I didn't play it. Well, I we I, I remember that we assumed that it was going to be pretty bad given all the all the shit that was happening around it. As it turns out, we weren't wrong. It came out, it's pretty bad. Uh, reviews are pretty horrific. Um, uh, the user reviews and otherwise. It's not that there isn't fun to be had in there because it is, uh, it is more of a sandbox game than anything. So, like any sandbox game, somebody can always say, oh, well, you know, there's this... You know, you could do this and that, and that's kind of fun because it's a sandbox experience. But, like, the game that's there behind the sandbox is pretty shit. And some reviewers couldn't even finish the game because it actually just straight up died on them. Uh, corrupted every one of their save files. Couldn't actually uh, get the game done. Uh, and it was not... That bug, for example, was not in the list of uh, things to be patched during the day one... Uh, the day one uh, release uh, patch, so... Anyway, it's not so hot, but hopefully, you know, it turns into something. I'm kind of sad, because I really like Saints Row 1 and 2. They were really, really good games. Saints Row 3 was even, like, technically a good game. I just didn't think it was necessarily Saints Row anymore. They were getting more and more into just sandbox shit, and less and less about, uh, like, an actual story with characters that uh, wasn't just one giant meme. And so, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I think this is more of that. It seems like everyone's saying it has an identity crisis. It doesn't know what it wants to be anymore, even though this was supposed to be a reboot. Uh, and so that's kind of unfortunate to see. But, uh, but at least, hopefully they at least fix the shit so people can play it. That would be ideal. Playing the game is an integral part of enjoying it. So hopefully they can get that far. And now we're on to the Gamescom stuff, Mr. Black. Apparently this was a lot of advertisements with some games uh, played in between. Uh, which seems to be the case with a lot of these convention uh, uh, things as of late. Uh, but I picked out some of the more uh, interesting news and game-related stuff that happened during the show uh, for us to just go over here on the show today. Uh, a new, this one was kind of interesting, a new open-world survival MMO, which I don't know what an open-world survival MMO leans to. Like, kind of like New World, maybe? Uh, that, I guess you could classify that as a survival uh, MMO. So a new open-world survival MMO in the Dune universe is being developed uh, by Funcom, who are the team behind Conan Exiles. And Conan Exiles has done pretty well for a few years now, uh, and they've, they have proven to be able to make some pretty good, some pretty good content, pretty good online uh, gaming experiences. Uh, and uh, they had a trailer for it, and it looked pretty good. Uh, from what I saw, but then again, weren't seeing a hell of a lot, so you know, early to tell. But all the same, uh, Doom seems like a pretty good property to take into the MMO space. It's just, uh, you know, how do they how do they get it the rest of the way there? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, the MMO space has been kind of dry, kind of stale. Now we get to wait and hope yet again 
which is going to be the great MMO. Although I think I think we talked about this many, many moons ago now, and your opinion on this was, I believe, that MMOs are just kind of like they're never going to reclaim their former glory. They're kind of just everyone's chasing the dragon of of, uh, of World of Warcraft back in like 2005 and that uh, that golden era, and it's just not likely to ever attain that again. But uh, I don't know. Maybe Dune is the one, Mr. Black. Is Dune the one? No, probably okay. not, but sure. <laughs> but what about Dune uh, the movie? Dune's pretty good, though. I'm sorry, but I can't take I can't take games seriously that are off of movies like that. Like I'm not saying they can't be fun because you know there are some really like Spider Man and Batman and some really you know great games. But I but the track like, record is slim. It's just not great. Slim. I mean, Lord of the Rings also had some some decent games, but um, I don't know. A full-blown MMO, we'll see, surprise me. It could happen. Could happen. You never know. Uh, DualSense Edge was announced, which is the PlayStation equivalent to the Xbox Elite controller, so that's replete with swappable thumbsticks, the back puck fucking paddles and shit, back of the controller, the uh, programmable uh, button layouts and, and whatnot, various... Uh, various profiles for different games. If you want to have different profiles for different games, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's all. That's all there. Uh, and the price tag is there too. So um, if you just like the Xbox Elite controller, if you want to remortgage the home that you probably don't own to buy a controller, you can do it. I can tell you though that the owner of uh, as an owner of the series, the first series Elite controller. Other than the fact that they uh, they have a uh, the series two has a very high failure rate, unfortunately. Damn, are they nice controllers? For the pocket of time they work, they're incredible. They just need to you know work longer would be ideal for how much money you pay. And maybe these PlayStation ones will be much better, which I'm hoping they are because then maybe Xbox will step their fucking game up and make controllers that don't break in the first two months. That would be ideal because they are ridiculously good. Have you ever used one of them with the back paddles, Mister Black? I have never played Xbox. Oh, you you mean the Xbox One, or the Xbox yeah. Series X? I haven't played any of them. I haven't played any of them. I've ne- I've never played the one or the newer one. Yeah, yeah. So the so the Elite controllers. So you've never used any controllers with a back paddle at all. So like, because they had their third party ones too. It's not just the Xbox one, yeah, but. No. But they're quite, they're quite fucking useful. Like, I was, like, skeptical at first. I was like, ah, it's kind of probably, it's probably fucking weird. It's probably kind of, like, awkward. And when I got mine, uh, I didn't use the back paddles for ages and ages and ages. And then when I started playing Destiny on the couch, I was like, man, I, I can't play with keyboard and mouse. I need a controller. And there's just too much shit going on to, like, leave your right thumb off of your right thumbstick to be pressing face buttons all the time. So I put in two of the back paddles... Uh, four of them too much. Four of them, I could, like, my hand was like a fucking pretzel trying to hold the controller. But two of them, uh, my hand rested really nice and and comfortably. And huge difference! Just to have one for sprint instead of clicking the fucking left thumbstick in, that alone was worth it. Because one of the most annoying things on controllers for years was clicking any stick in to fucking run. Because it just blows the stick up and it feels awkward and it's and it tires your friggin' hand out. And then the other one was uh, jump. So instead of having to leave your, your aiming stick to press A or Y or whatever the jump button is in the game, just being able to, like, press the back paddle to do it so you can still aim while jumping. Huge! Huge difference. 
So I'm a big proponent of it. It's unfortunate, though, that uh, for probably, I don't know how much longer it's going to be the case. Like, I don't know if it's going to be like, you know, uh, luxury cars where they get the fancy shit for a while and then they pass the fancy shit on down to the plebeian models. If eventually, like, the plebeian models are going to get some of this stuff because it should probably be standard. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to take, but for now, I can tell you, it's definitely worth it. Especially if you're, like, in a competitive environment. If you're just playing, like, regular games, like, fuck it, doesn't really matter. But if you're playing, like, Call of Duty, or you're playing, uh, like, uh, um, uh, Fortnite or anything that has a lot of inputs and you need to fucking, like, do your shit, it's probably not a bad idea to pick one of those bad boys up. So I hope, I hope Sony's turns out to be just as good, and I'm, I'm sure it will probably be a great controller. Uh, Dying Light 2 got a release date on my birthday, October the 13th. If only I cared about the game, I'd be a little bit more excited, but a lot of people are big Dying Light fans, and, uh, there you go, October 13th is your release date for the next game. Also, Dead Island 2 got announced, uh, with a, re a release date of February 3rd, 2023, which means, just like the last time I think these two games came out, uh, it's time for more discourse around Dying Light versus Dead Island. Uh, Yay. Uh, Sonic Frontiers got more footage and release date for November the 8th. That game still looks mid as fuck. I, I still don't know why they're building that game, but they are, and God bless Team Sonic for trying. Uh, perhaps the most important news, though, Mr. Black, is that we got a look at the upcoming Goat Simulator 3. Now, the best nice. part of this is I got trolled. They tr successfully trolled the fuck out of me. I remember when they first announced this game, because I played Goat Simulator 1. Great game. Content creators ate well when Goat Simulator 1 first came out. I'm sure you remember everyone fucking playing the shit out of Goat Simulator. Game was just, like, came out of left field, completely insane, uh, and very fun, and stupid, stupid clips came out of that game. So when they announced Goat Simulator 3, I, I, I got trolled hard. I was on stream. I was like, I was like, there was a Goat Simulator 2, and I went and looked it up. No, they're fucking with you. There was no Goat Simulator 2. They just skipped right to Goat Simulator 3, bless them. The troll begins early. Uh, and it looks like it's even crazier, clearly, than Goat Simulator 1, and I'm sure there will be lots of content creators clamoring to get their hands on Goat Simulator 3 to make more stupid, crazy, over-the-top content, uh, and bless them for it. Uh, the greatest game title of all time, which we've talked about on the podcast before, Lies of P. I st- <laughs> I want to know what- I want to know what other- what other names were on the- like, the whiteboard- when they chose the name, you know, they're in the meeting, they're like, all right, guys, brainstorm time. And Lies of P came out on top. What other fucking names could possibly have been on that whiteboard that Lies of P was the winner? I have no idea. <laughs> do you, but do you remember this? So it's the, uh, I this do. is like I, the, I, the Souls like. I've watched, I've watched the trailer and everything. It looks pretty yeah. good, honestly. Right. It looks all right. It's a Souls like game. Uh, and so, like, it's visually going to look good. Now it's just like, does it play like shit or not? And if it doesn't, great. You got another Souls-like game. Mm -hmm. Just that it's called Lies of P. Just fucking win. It's just what? Why? Well, I get, maybe it's work. Maybe this is some weird marketing tactic. It's so stupid that everyone's you know talks about it. Uh, but uh, yeah, we did get some more new footage from it as well. It looks pretty cool. Uh, hopefully, it plays as well as it looks when the time comes. And I believe they announced it for twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty-three. Also, it's a day and date launch title on the Xbox Game Pass. And so, if you're on the Game Pass, you don't have to pay money to find out if the title is worth it. Just pop that bitch in. Away you go. Lies of P. Um, 
Gotham Knights also got some more footage and got a release date of October 21st. And then Hideo Kojima showed up, Mr. Black, because it's a Jeff Keighley event, right? So you can't have a Jeff Keighley event without Hideo Kojima at least making one appearance. And so he showed up, he was sitting in, in some uh, audio uh, studio somewhere uh, in a nondescript location, probably in Japan, and uh, looking very much Hideo Kojima in all of his glory. And he announced, not a game, but a podcast. Man came out and said, I'm joining the podcast foray with everyone else on planet Earth. Uh, and uh, he announced that it's going to be popping off on, uh, oh, what was it? The 8th of September. It will be provided in both English and Japanese. And perhaps most importantly, although not surprisingly, one Mr. Jeff Keighley will have his own segment on this, pod- on this podcast. The, the bromance between Jeff Keighley and uh, Hideo Kojima continues well into the podcast sphere. I gotta listen to that just to see what the fuck they're gonna talk about. What does what does Hideo Kojima talk about on a podcast? I need to know. Nothing I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. Uh, and that was pretty much more or less it for Gamescom. There were some other things obviously announced, but that was kind of like the short list of things. Uh, if you want to know more clearly, you can uh, you can find that out pretty easily. But uh, but uh, in general, it was it was. Lots of, like, uh, CGI, cutscene type stuff, and then advertisements. Uh, but at least we got lots of release dates. And a couple of them, like we mentioned here, are pretty close, so that was nice to see. Because 2022, been a dry year, Mr. Black, mm. for AAA video game rela- uh, releases. Pretty dry out here. Uh, next up, Sony announced today. In a, in a, in a, uh, one of the, one of the most easy uses of, that's a bold move, Cotton, let's see how it works out for him. Type play. Sony announced today that they are increasing the price of the PlayStation 5 in select markets due to, and I quote, global economic environment. The regions that are affected by this price uh, increase are Europe, the UK, Japan, China, Australia, Mexico, and Canada, which reads like a list that is basically every region except for the United States of America. Uh, for reasons I don't know, I I can't tell you. However, uh, I think this is, to my recollection anyway, the first time that I'm aware of that a console manufacturer has increased the cost of their console in a console life cycle without any improvements or it being like a step two, like a PS5 Pro or some other shit. Or like a PS5, but it's a refresh with a 2 terabyte hard drive. Or some other shit like that. This is just a dead-ass, all-versions increase of the cost uh, of those consoles. Uh, yes, it's it's still uh, a little bit difficult to get your hands on a PS5 in places. Not nearly as hard as it was before. I mean, before, if you didn't have like your alerts on your phone and got there in like three fucking seconds to be buying the shit... It was too late. Like, it's not that bad now, but, uh, but it, it, is, it is still uh, a little bit challenging in, in some places. Uh, but all the same, this is the first time I can think of... The only thing I can think of is that I, I, you know, also recently, although it's not a console manufacturer specifically, and we talked about it, um, Facebook's uh, what was it, Oculus increased their price of their headset with no changes by $100, which is a lot more than the PlayStation increase, I will add. $100 is a fucking Chad move on an increase. That's fucking enormous. 
but uh, I don't know. I can't remember what exactly the price increase is for, for the PlayStation 5. But whatever it is, it's too much. Because normally console manufacturers eat the cost on consoles to sell more software. It's the entire purpose uh, of getting a, a, a console out there. Especially when you're Sony and you're now selling your games at $70 a pop. So now you're running your margins up even higher. And this is all while happening, by the way, while some crazy motherfucker in Europe is trying to start a class action lawsuit to sue Sony for four or five billion dollars uh, because they are, uh, because of their uh, manipulation of their uh, online specific sale of their games, where like Xbox and Nintendo, you can, they, they sell keys to third party um sellers sony keeps it all internal and then sells the games for much higher prices and then also within the europe especially places like the uk they're paying uh if you price adjust it for the us dollar to uk they're paying like way more fucking money for a, a copy of uh of a game uh and so they're they're going down that road i'm i'm guessing they probably could have targeted any number of of companies for this but they're going after sony for it so it's just an unfortunate timing to be like hey we're also going to increase the cost of all these consoles. Get fucked. Uh, I, did, I think my favorite tweet on this came from the uh, games analyst um, uh, Ahmed. Uh, oh, what's his last name? Oh my goodness, it's escaping me right now. But he said, uh, he said, great news. Sony is looking to save me lots of money this year as instead of buying a PlayStation, I'm just not going to buy one at all. Because it was already more expensive than the Series X by like 30 bucks or some shit i think and now it will be even more expensive and you're up against and you're up against game pass at the same time that's a steep hill like like how how good does god of war have to be to to circumvent like a hundred dollar price difference per console plus not having something like game pass available that's that game better be fucking good like really fucking good Especially when you have games like Death Stranding that used to be a PlayStation exclusive, now on the PC, and also this week announced, or not this week, but it came out this week on Game Pass for PC, Death Stranding now on the desert of the 23rd. And so Sony is, uh, well, they're banking an awful lot on that whole, we've got the games. Mm. What do you think, Jeff? Do they have the games? Do, do the games stack up to be uh, continuing to run the prices up through the roof on everything while their competitors are not running the prices up on everything? Um, or is this a time will tell situation? Uh, they're going to be fine, man. It's Sony. People are, well, people I'm, are not say, I'm not saying they're going to go yeah. under or anything crazy like yeah, that. Yeah. It's just... I mean, there's still there's a massive demand for their console. And you want a PS5, you go to Walmart right now, you can't buy one. So... You go, you go on Amazon, you can't buy one. So supply and demand. They're raising the price. They're saying, why in the fuck are scalpers making hundreds of dollars profit? People are paying for it left and right. Let's just let's jack ours up. And you know, you know why else I think they're doing this? Mm. I think this is, I think this is the, the, the real plan. Is I think they're getting ready to announce mm. another version of PS5 that's going to be bigger and better. And it's going to be more expensive. And this is their way of narrowing this the gap. Is, this is their so upsell. Gonna have this, this is going to have the, this. This price is going to be the way it is for the next year, year and a half. Then they're going to announce the PS5, whatever. And it's going to be 50 bucks, 100 bucks more. But they've already 
increased it by $100 already. So now you're thinking, okay, it's not actually just $100 more. It's really $200 more. And now they're now they're just reeling you in. This is this is the long con, man. And people the are gonna long, pay it. The long they're con. Gonna pay they're gonna pay it. And uh, you know what? Sony Sony's Sony fans are so diehard, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna buy it. That they know. I mean, look at the value that Xbox has now. Hmm. People are still buying PS5 like crazy. It's outselling Xbox. It's got. It it's you can't buy the damn thing anywhere, and if that doesn't go to show, they don't need the games. It's like at this point, like I'm I'm convinced they don't but that, need. But the that games. kind of stuff like doesn't last. Does. But that doesn't last forever, though. It happened in the PS3 era where no, they fucking shot themselves I, in the foot. I agree. I agree. I, I agree. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see where Sony will be in another two to three years. Mm. The way Xbox is going right now, they're they're gaining some serious ground. And Xbox now they, they they're loving this. I mean, they can even poke fun and say, "Guys, we, not only do we have value, we're way cheaper." <laughs> well, here's doing? an interesting here's an interesting barometer as far as like the Sony fans go. So there doesn't exist bigger Sony fans than in Japan specifically, uh, especially historically. Trying to get the Xbox to sell in Japan has been basically like trying to sell condoms to a nun. The shit just doesn't fucking happen. And so in Japan, apparently, the, uh, the reaction to this, uh, this change in price has been really not fucking good thus far. And so we'll see if, this, if, the, if the discourse online translates into fewer sales that we will see when they release the numbers here coming up. And if things like the Series X, or the Series S, I should say, which we talked about on the podcast a couple, uh, probably about uh, a month and a half, two months ago now, where the Series S in Japan started selling really well and outsold the other consoles in Japan, if this gives more traction to the Series S in Japan uh, and and closes the gap uh, further, that will be very interesting to see where that uh, where that goes. But yeah, the first time I can think of that, that without a, without an improvement, they're just like fuck it, raise the price of the console. That's <laughs> a uh, Definitely a bold move, but we'll see uh, what happens when that uh, when that all comes to pass in another. Oh, let's say we'll give her, we'll give her a few months and see what happens during the Christmas season. Uh, and I do yeah, I don't disagree out. I don't It'll disagree well I don't mean in terms of I don't think this is going to like I don't think a thirty dollar or forty dollar price hike is going to stop people from buying the console to the point where it's available freely on shelves. But it, you got to imagine somewhere it's going to so do what something. What is the price? What exactly is the price hike? Uh, I had the list of numbers on my phone, but I didn't include them because I didn't want to like sit here and just like prattle off like a per region price. You don't difference. need you don't need to just just a rough. I can't. I want to. I want to say. I want to say it's it's thirty to fifty somewhere in there, right. somewhere in there. Thirty fifty. Right. Like it's somewhere around the cost of a game, which is usually what like what they're shooting for when they price a console, especially against a competitor. It's can I buy that console plus a game, yeah. or can I not buy that console plus a game? All right. Uh, and that's really about it we got for uh, for game uh, game news this week, Mr. Black, because it was all kind of contained within Gamescom, uh, and that was mostly just release dates and and uh, and whatnot. So it's time to sell out, Mr. Black. What do you got for us this week? Uh, we got Patreon, patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there, throw the money at the screen, support the podcast. If you want to support it in another way, you can do that by purchasing NordVPN. We got a new big discount um, exclusively, not really exclusively to us, but not all, not everybody gets this, this deal, but we got it. 
You guys get four <laughs> bonus months when you get that two-year mm. subscription now. Not just one, not two, not three, but four bonus months. Plus, the same goodies, like a 30-day money-back guarantee. Try it out for 30 days. You don't like it for whatever reason. Get your money back, no questions asked. You can use it on your smartphone, your TV, your, your laptop, your Mac, you name it. They got an app for everything. Super easy to use. You don't have to program any numbers. It's very safe. They're not going to share your information. It is, it is solid. NordVPN is the goats out there of VPN. And they support our podcast. So make sure you support them. Go to NordVPN. That's N-O-R-D-V-P-N dot com slash O-T-T. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, click the link in the description below. Take advantage of the big promo that's going on right now uh, and use that promo code OTT when you're at the checkout. It helps us. It helps the sponsor. And more importantly, it helps you. Stay safe. Stay anonymous when you're on the internet. Watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button. Uh, when you're traveling, you can use it on the go. And uh, like I said before, six simultaneous devices. So you only need one account per household. Go out there and grab it. Get yourself a virtual private network, guys. You can stream on them. You can game on them. You can stream and game on them at the same time. The speeds are great. You won't really notice much of a difference. Obviously, there is going to be a difference if you're going to be downloading like crazy. But it's the, the, the servers are still fast. When I'm downloading stuff, I'm still getting 20, 30 megabytes a second on these servers. No joke. Not exaggerating. They work. They work well. And uh, it's a good way to support us. So head on over there. Check them out. Make it happen. And now, Mr. Black, it's time to move on to... Movies and TV. HBO Max, Mr. Black. Been a hell of a week for HBO Max. So we talked a little bit about what was going on over there last week. Uh, and uh, they continued to make some moves this week in the, the I guess, I, I think most of these moves were similar to others where it was like saving some tax money kind of situation uh, as they're trying to uh, figure out, I guess their parent company was a Warner Brothers, right? Uh, they're in some debt, uh, which is a light way of saying that because really their debt is deep. They are, they are mountains of debt. And so one of the ways in which they decided to do that was cut a shitload of the children's programming that was on HBO Max. Like, uh, I think Sesame Street was part of this, uh, amongst a couple of, uh, of other programs. Uh, and uh, while I saw that, I was like, oh, man, that sucks. I real- I've realized that there-, there are fewer places than ever to see some of these specific children's programs after a lot of these uh, um, companies have started to come together or be bought up and whatnot. And uh, one, of the- one of the people that were... Uh, part of uh, this children's programming, the development of or with the production of, I think it was Sesame Street, but I can't remember now which one they said they were part of. Uh, they said they were like, they were particularly uh, annoyed with it because, or, or not annoyed, male annoyed, but also sad because they said, you know, they were, they were on and wanted to be part of this show and make this show for their own children, for their own children to be able to watch and enjoy, you know, this, this programming at home. And now there's nowhere to do. I mean, I, he's, they, they even themselves, they said, well, clearly I can go pirate this shit, but I don't necessarily, I didn't want to be in a position where I had to do that on a show that I've been working on for years and years and years and years and years. And so it's just kind of a shitty situation uh, all around. Uh, and kind of, I guess, uh, another um, example, whether people care about it or not, I suppose depends on what shows and stuff are being removed from these platforms. But another example of 
of it not necessarily always being the greatest thing in the world that streaming services seem to have the the intellectual property of a lot of these uh movies and television shows long term and that physical if you if you can get some physical stuff that you really really like not everything clearly you don't need to have like a fucking vhs library from 1993 that was like six times the size of your fucking living room wall to try and hold all the shit that you wanted but like you pick really specific stuff if you're able to get your hands on it maybe not the worst idea in the world i know more and more people i don't know i don't think jeff is is ripping his his stuff to add to his uh media drive uh, at this point, but I know Mark, our editor Mark, just got through a couple weeks where he has his own media drive, his NAS now, where he's ripping a bunch of old uh, Blu-rays and DVDs and stuff to try and keep uh, the media that he has uh, available to him and, and whatnot, and, and more and more people seem to be moving in that direction as we're seeing uh, lots of stuff not just get cancelled, but also just straight up fucking removed from platforms that people enjoy, and, the, and there's some things people want to buy, like if you gave them the option like, do you want to buy this shit for home, you know, for home consumption? Lots of people would. Uh, but uh, that option isn't uh, isn't usually there. So unfortunate to see that. And then in relation to that, not long after that came out, so whether or not it was directly tied to that or just more probably is a an amalgamation of all the stuff that's happened with HBO in the last week or so, uh, their, their market cap of the parent company, Warner Brothers, dropped $2.3 billion basically on Friday. Uh, which is, uh, I can't remember what the percentage of that is, but it's a relatively hefty price to be to be dropping in, in such a short period of time. It'll slowly climb back up, I'm sure, as, uh, as any time there's a major drop like that in a company the size of Warner Brothers, lots of bigger investors come in and just buy up a shitload of fucking stuff to get, like, the easy run back on, uh, on the uh, stock price going back up. But nevertheless, it's, it is an indication that a lot of investors weren't thrilled with some of the news uh, going forward uh, with uh, HBO Max and, and Warner Brothers uh, in general. But as usual, like anything, free money for a handful of people coming to run back on the other side uh, of that uh, of that drop. Nice little probably four or five percent gain. Something light, something easy peasy in a in a week or some shit. Uh, so you know, half of somebody's entire yearly portfolio in a week, easy peasy. Uh, but yeah, HBO Max still in a very turbulent, uh, situation, and, uh, and any more news that comes through on that, I'll, I'll be sure to try and keep tabs on it. Uh, but one of the positive pieces of news, I suppose, for HBO Max is that they did announce properly this week that The Last of Us is coming to HBO, uh, and, uh, we got another sneak peek in the form of a short trailer for it, and, uh, yeah, hopefully that turns out to be okay. I'm still, like, a little, like, neither here nor there on Pedro Pascal being being Joel, I'm not even like a, I'm not even a fan of The Last of Us, but it just, it just seemed like a fucking, like it was not the, the most amazing uh, casting I think I've ever seen, but also Pedro's, ama- uh, like, it's not to say that he's not a good actor, he is, he's amazing. It was just kind of a far cry from I what I would have imagined. What's his face from Game of Thrones, man? Lannister? Uh, Lannister. Um, oh God, what's his name? He's got like a, a different type of name. Yes. But one yeah, that guy. That Jamie Lannister. Would, but one one that you him. would think that, that because it's different, you could remember easily, yeah, but no. instead, it just never yeah. fucking sticks in your head. I think he would have been great, and he kind of looks like Joel as well. He does. Like, if you got his hair brown, and he yeah. gave him the beard, I oh, think yeah, he's he there. There's a couple and, actors that look a lot like Joel that they yeah, could have run and, with. And he's a good actor, and, like, he's he's a recognizable face, but not, like, overly recognizable. Be like, oh, damn, okay, he went from this to that. Okay, I'm on board. Especially if you put a beard on him, 
Like, cause you, oh, yeah. you know, so many people are used to seeing him clean shaven. If you brown, you gave him brown hair, put the beard on. I think it's probably. I think Pedro's going to do great though. So we'll see. Oh, oh he's got. I mean, I'm not again. Pedro's a fucking phenomenal actor. I think he's going to do a good job. It's just like it was a visually interesting choice, uh, and maybe they were just interested in getting a name specifically that they could run with yeah. uh, to to make that happen more than anything. But uh, but yeah, that's a that is officially, of course, coming to HBO. Uh, the news, uh, or the new cast for the upcoming Fantastic Four movie, Mr. Black, uh, will be fully announced on September the 9th, uh, and uh, my question that I have here for you is, will we finally get a great Fantastic Four movie? This is, I think, the third one. Do you think this is the is third time the charm for Fantastic Four? Is this its moment in the sun? Maybe. I mean, I, I think it's gonna be mid, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm marveled out. So fair. I mean, I don't mind a good superhero movie, but I just feel like it's going to be formulaic, like all the other stuff, which is just different characters. Um, yeah. I I, I want to see some superhero movies that are just done differently. Um, that doesn't have like that palette of Marvel, where it's just kind of like goes through the machine. They have a like, checklist okay. where they're like, yeah. yeah, got it, got it, got it, oh, got we'll it, got it. We'll see. I don't think it's going to be too hard to actually beat the other Fantastic Four. So. <laughs> it's not a high bar. Not a high bar. It's so a I think, pretty low bar. I think bar. it'll be better. I think it'll be okay. better. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any idea of who do you think might be cast as some of these uh, members? Have you heard any rumblings uh, at all no. about who might be in the roles? Uh, no, I haven't really kept up with the fan- Fantastic Four Oh, news. wait. Um, what was, um, oh my goodness, didn't they already, like, uh, like, uh, or was that, like, something that was, uh, like, not for the new movie, it was just something that was there, fucking, um, what's-his-name, um, um, that did, uh, The Quiet Place director. Yeah, um, yeah, that's, um, Because uh, Scarlet Witch, they had him in, in... Yes, yes. Yeah, but that was Mr. Fantastic. Multi- uh, that was, that was in Doctor Strange, and that was, like, a multiverse... So I don't think they're going to have him play the same dude. It, it, it was a multiverse. So, you know, all, the fans wanted him back in the role. Mm. And then, so they brought him, but it was in a multiverse. So the the Fantastic Four, that they're John Kravinsky or whatever his name is. John Krasinski, um, that's his name. Yeah. But this new one, I doubt they're going to use him because, you know, something happens and... Yeah. In that movie. And, and usually in the different multiverses, it's a different actor playing it. Right. Um, so my guess is he's not he's not going to be in it. But who knows? Who knows? Sag. It's Marvel. Really? They can whatever the fuck. They, they can throw logic out the window at this point. Yeah. And do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, but yeah, September 9th, we will know. Uh, all the cast and, and crew for that. Uh... Co-director of Batgirl, uh, Bilal Falah, I just fucking hammered that name horribly. Uh, attempted to salvage footage from the film, but when they, uh, went on the server, he found that everything was already gone. They deleted that shit before they could even get to the server to try and salvage it. And it's gone. All that work. Like, imagine being part of that, or being a a director or whatever, and all that work and time... And you have this all done, and you're at the finish line, and you just want to, like, even get your hands on it yourself. You go to the server, and they deleted that shit real quick. 
Yeah, they didn't want that shit getting leaked. They didn't want no Snyder Cut or some fucking campaign or whatever. Dead. Yep. Your movie's trash. Gone. Deleted. Rip. <laughs> My bye. Just gone. And uh, finally here, I got uh, some pretty solid news from the games to movies front or TV shows to a degree, I suppose, uh, in, in one instance here. So there's a Bioshock movie coming. And the movie has Francis Lawrence of The Hunger Games and I Am Legend being the director. Uh, and Michael Green uh, of Logan and Blade Runner 2049 as the writer. That's not a bad pairing. That sounds like, you know, those two with a Bioshock movie sounds like there might actually be like a halfway okay movie. Uh, come out the other side of that. That might be uh, that might be promising. Uh, and then Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, that series, it's not a movie, but a series, now has a showrunner. Uh, and the showrunner is Steve Blackman of the Umbrella Academy, which is also not like the worst, uh, the worst kind of uh, alumni that you could hope for to uh, to join your own show. So uh, some pretty decent news on both fronts. That's kind of promising to have those names attached to those properties. Uh, man, Bioshock is definitely one of those games, like, on the short list, that if you were gonna, you know, ask me what games make sense as a series or a movie, uh, that, you know, could be compelling, Bioshock is definitely on the short list of shit, and so it's, it's very promising to see some sort of names that have produced some pretty decent stuff, uh, be attached to it, uh, for sure. I mean, Logan was fantastic, Blade Runner 2049 wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but I, it was still relatively well written and then uh it's the hunger games but it wasn't the original one i think it was me I, I don't know if it was the last one that he uh directed uh francis or not and then i am legend is pretty good uh as well so hopefully it produces a good bioshock film all the same and that's all i've got unless you've uh, had some other stuff you uh spotted this week for movies and tv no no there's not a whole lot of stuff going on out there <laughs> Have you watched uh, anything this week that was uh, a little, little something something? Um, did you start the Sandman yet? No, we haven't. We haven't started that yet. We're finishing Love Island, so we're on. We're we're, oh. we're watching. We're watching season. I thought you two were done for Island. some reason. No, nah, no, nah, we're watching season two. I hated the first season, but this season's way better. Hmm. Um, so we're gonna finish that, and then I think we're gonna start watching um, uh, uh, House of the Dragon. So we haven't we haven't watched the first episode yet, the Game of Thrones uh, prequel shit. Oh um, right, I've heard so mixed I, reviews on that. I've heard I, some I've, people be like, "It's great," and other people like, "Eh." I, I've heard I've heard mostly good um, on the first episode. So mm. um, we'll see. Uh, Sandman, I'm not going to watch yet because there's rumors that they're not going to have a season two. So, oh come on! There's no shot. It's been so popular. Yeah, it's insane, and that's why people Fuck. are losing their minds. Um, there's Dude, been, been like number Netflix. one for like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's why people are raging. So uh, I'm not even gonna bother watching the show if they're not planning on doing wow. season two. But you never know. Some, you know. Okay, knows? so without spoilers, I can tell you that even if there was only one season, the way that it's done. I don't think that you would be at the end be like, fuck, because it's not, there's nothing like at the end necessarily that is so compelling uh, for a second season that you'd be like, oh God, I can't, it's not like a Firefly situation. Yeah. Uh, so uh, like I, I could still easily recommend it as like a, if it was self-contained one season situation, um, I would be, uh, I, I wouldn't like it cause I would love to see more. 
but I'm also like, I, I, I think this is my favorite Netflix property in years, like years and years and years. Uh, their casting specifically, fucking incredible. Very, very good. Um, uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it's Adam Combat in my community is um, big a fan of the comics. And, uh, and he started watching it here uh, this week and was all thumbs up, said they, they, uh, they changed a couple of things in the very beginning just to get the ball rolling for like what they were trying to do within this limited run of, of episodes, but otherwise said very true to the, uh, to the source material. And even the original writer of the source material was a fan of this season uh, of the show. Uh, and so, man, I, yeah, I can't, I can't recommend it, uh, enough. I think they did a spectacular job. And I said that to M. I said, you know what? It would be just like Netflix to have a banger on their hands like this. That's been sitting number one forever. And then have them just be like, you know what? Nah, no season yeah, we'll two. We'll see. I mean, they, they might end up like if people rage too much, like they might end up doing it. Or maybe the people that are in the show are asking, they want a lot more money. Who knows, right? Who knows? Yeah, you never know. You never know. But yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Definitely, uh, definitely worth the watch if you, if you haven't already. And you're even and you're like mildly interested. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that was uh, pretty much all we watched. Other than that, I, I watched like, I watched the documentary on, um, on, uh, uh, Woodstock 90, whatever, what was it? 90, yeah. 93 or 90, 99, what, 99? I think it was, I think it was 99. I think it was 99. Yeah. Cause they did, a, they did another one in 93 that just also bombed. And then they tried again in 99. And that's what I think the documentary was on. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. I saw, I saw that too. I wa- we I were just, I I too, we like were too ago. young to probably remember that happening at the time. And you and I, it's funny. Cause in the documentary, it's like all the artists on stage. So many of them were like, you know, who here likes NSYNC? And everyone's like, boo. Yeah, and boo, you and I, you and I were like, NSYNC. fucking yeah, like jamming bye, bye, NSYNC. Bye. <laughs> and Backstreet Boys and all this shit that they're shitting on. And we were like, yeah, that's all. That's dope. Uh, we also, it's, it's funny though, because we also listened to like most of the artists that were at that show. You know, whether it was, uh, whether it was uh, fucking Limp like Biscuit Limp Biscuit, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, they had a bunch of, they had a bunch of good bands there. Yeah, but what a gong show, bro. Holy shit. But you know what the standout thing for me was watching that? I forgot how skinny everyone was in the 90s. (laughs) Very skinny. (laughs) Everyone was not the overweight fucking mess that we are now. Holy shit, everyone was just skinny. And it wasn't like cokehead skinny. It was just like we hadn't discovered smaller human beings. Yeah, quite the depth of despair that is processed foods that we have now. So everyone's, everyone's a lot skinnier. Uh, at the time. Oh, oh, Paz was apparently at Woodstock 99. He said, I did not swim in the poop. Good idea. Uh, good idea. And amazing that you didn't die of dehydration, apparently, because, oh my god, what a mess. Dude, Fred Durst, fuck it. He went out there and he said, I'm taking this opportunity and I'm burning this bitch down. That man incited a fucking riot in the middle of that shit. Let's go. Dude, 250, whoever thought it was a good idea... To get 250,000 kids in the 90s together to listen to corn and thought that that wasn't going to get bad. Yeah. Clearly had no idea 
what bands they were fucking hiring for the show. This wasn't like the fucking Beatles showing up, no, it, like it Yellow Woodstock. Submarine. It wasn't Woodstock anymore. It was a rock show. It was yeah. like fucking straight up. And like new metal rock, like fucking yeah. like fuck shit up. Rock. Angst, just like, let's <laughs> yeah. fucking break something. Yeah, literally, just literally. White boy, just white boy rage, man. That's what it was. Oh, oh frat boy, white boy uh, fucking rage. Kid Rock walked out on stage with this one certified banger with that big yeah. fucking puffy coat, said, my name is Kid. Yeah. And my the whole- name is Kid! That's still mind. one of the greatest beat drops in the history oh, of fucking yeah. modern music. It's a shame that Fire. he fucking made dog shit music after that, but he had that one banger, so that was great. Uh, but yeah, that was fucking 250,000. Dude, I looked at that crowd and I was like, nah, I can't even imagine. Even on drugs, I wouldn't want to be in the middle of that shit. I would be tripping the fuck out the whole way. Too many people. But yeah, anyway, watch that. That was entertaining to watch. It was fun watching all the, like, the showrunners pass the buck. Like, I don't know anything about that. That was, like, Jim. And then Jim's like, I don't fucking know about anything about that. That was, uh, that was fucking Susie. Susie's yeah. like, ah, oh, that wasn't my category. The candles was somebody else's idea. <laughs> that was the part that really blew my mind after everything that happened. And they cut to the part where they're like, all right, the Chili Peppers are on stage. We're going to hand out 100,000 candles. And I said, what? Where did you, first of all, get 100,000 candles? Where'd you store 100,000 candles? Who is going to hand out 100,000 candles? Why are you giving fire to 100,000 people that are on, like, acid? Why would you ever do that shit? Big shocker. Um, Big shocker. They started lighting shit on fire. Yeah, that was a but gong yeah, show. That was a gong show. But yeah, there you go. Uh, wait, Insane Clown Posse was there, and yet Dur Durst caused her- Well, ICP would have just got on stage and be like, Magnets, how do they work? And everyone would be like, I don't fucking know! And that would have been, like, the entirety of the ICP. Uh, but yeah, that's all, uh, I guess that's, uh, that's it for that, which means it's time to dive on into... Excellent! <laughs> Patreon.com Slash like TV, it's a place to go if you want to financially support this podcast and hear us continue to talk about anything and everything. $10 or more a month gets you a few perks. Uh, primarily, I, I was actually about to freak out. I was like, I'm refreshing this thing and it's not listing comments. I was like, is this the first week we got no comments at all? That would have been five questions. That'd be crazy. Nah, it's just the Patreon app fucking up. Patreon.com slash like TV. $10 or more a month gets you a couple perks. Chiefly, you can ask us some questions on a, on a, uh, a con on a, uh, or comment on a post. We put it up each and every week. Call tech support. We answer as many as we can in the time that we have. And so let's give her. Yeah, I fucking, I can't, I can't even, man, 100,000 candles. What a bunch of fucking cokeheads. I can't even imagine. Um... Okay. Seth asks, what is the appropriate amount of time to reply to a text message? Bonus points if you have different lengths for different situations. Say, like, if there are parents, friends, extended family, smash targets. <laughs> so what's the appropriate length of time? Oh, like, if you see it? Yeah, you've seen it now, and now you're thinking, all right, do I need to answer this right now? Am I getting to it later? What's the appropriate amount of time? 
I don't know, man. That's situational. Yeah, it, it, I, re- it really depends on who's on who's texting. I would say, well, yeah, that's what they're saying here. Like, I think, if it's, I, think you know, I think if it's, I think if it's your parents, you just drop what you're doing and message them. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's, um, uh, you know, your significant other, it depends on, uh, what it is that they want. You know, so, um, for example, if my wife is messaging me, uh. Depending on what the message is, if I'm if if I'm if I'm like semi busy, then I don't need to message right away if it's not important. Like sometimes she just message me, you know, whatever. Can you bring home fucking carton of eggs? Yeah, if I'm busy, I don't need to like say yes right away. I'll finish what I'm doing and say yeah, I'll grab it on the way home. But if you know if it's something urgent, uh, I'll do it right away. Same with my parents. Uh, if it's a buddy of mine and they're asking me, hey, um, are you good to come hang out on Saturday and I don't know yet, then I won't message back until I talk to my wife or somebody else and I figure out what's going on and then I'll message back. That might take an hour. That might take three hours. It really just depends. For me, everything is just situational. I'm not the type of guy that, like, when I get a text, I drop everything I do and I I text somebody back immediately, unless it's a, a very specific person or entity, because I can see what the text is like on my phone as it pops up, so I can see how much the urgency. Yeah, and and depending if you're on your iPhone, I can see it on the preview window, so they don't they they don't even know I've looked at it yet. I know what it is. Yeah, you're not seen zoning them. Yeah, so like if if something comes up and it's like this person has seen it and it's semi it's semi important, I'll do my best to message them back as soon as possible. Um but, you know, if it's not that important to me, I'll let it sit on unseen for a while until I get to it. That's how I that's how I roll. I'm just Yeah, being it's up- all it's all situational. Uh, it's it's and to be honest, I don't even get that many texts anymore these days. Like it's it's it's, Near it's pretty uncommon. Um, but, uh, uh, I usually, I, I, like, I usually, unless I'm doing something that I really can't put, you know, put aside for the time, I'm, I'm usually the type that will respond as soon as humanly possible. Um, even if it's just a short thing to say, you know, I've seen this, I'm gonna get back to you, uh, but I can't give you the full fucking spiel right now. Yeah. Um, and then, and then just, and then just based on what I'm doing and how urgent it is, get around to it. But usually cause I don't get that many texts and the people that I'm getting texts from, you know, their, their family or M or somebody else, I'm usually texting back pretty fucking quick. Uh, and, uh, but he said with smash targets, smash targets, like that, then you're getting into the game back in the day of like, do I text right away and yeah, look yeah, desperate? That, that- yeah, that's situational. It depends on the girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I look at guys just for just for one sec. As soon as as soon as as soon as Mr. Black gets in the mode of talking about about the dating scene again, 
you'll notice he puts on a very specific facial expression and he just hit it. So I'm looking very forward to whatever the knowledge is what? about to be dropped. Right I'm gonna I get would... it. I'm gonna see if I can scrub through this video. Like I marked this fucking video. It'll be the thumbnail for this week. There's a very specific uh. eyebrow fucking like it all comes together and, and the shoulders come up and he gets ready. He settles into okay. his chair. Oh, right. Drop the knowledge. What do we? Okay, what do we? Get? All <laughs> right. So it's 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 very situational. Okay. <laughs> You know, if it's if it's a chick that um, seems to be a little bit more needy, a little bit more okay. I need attention, mm. then you you got you got to go as quickly as possible. You can't leave them hanging for a no while. No choice. No choice. Especially if this is a girl you're trying to smash, and you know maybe she's smashing other dudes. Sometimes you get a window. You know, it's it's Friday night. Saturday night, 8 p.m., uh, maybe she's text some other dude, and they haven't gotten to her, but she's horny, so she's <laughs> going to text you, and if you don't get to her, she's going to go to the next guy, so sometimes you got to be quick on the draw, depending on the situation, because if you can say, yeah, yeah, I can be over there in an hour, yeah, come on over, we'll have some Netflix and chill, you know, I, I just got some ice cream, come on over. Right, whatever, whatever it is, <laughs> just got some you know, of that Neapolitan. <laughs> yeah, that, that Napoleon. I'll let, I'll let you. I'll let Napoleon. I'll let you eat only the chocolate. Out of yeah, the there side. you go. You can scoop just the middle out. Uh, so yeah, it just it 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 just depends. Um, but then, at the same time, if you've been with somebody and you've been dating for a while, say like you've been dating somebody for a few months. In my opinion, this is my opinion. Mm. You got to make them wait a little bit sometimes, depending mm. on what, depending on what, what the, what the, the, uh, the topic is, mm. right? You know, if uh, because you don't want to look too beta, you know, you don't want to look too, too. Beta. Um, <laughs> you, you, know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to be too, you know, like almost desperate. Like you're, you're sitting there at your phone waiting. You know, like instantaneously, there's got to be, you know, there's got to be some mystery. You got to keep her guessing a little bit and going, what is he doing right now? Because there's a Who's difference between like, there's a difference Who's between like a text and a conversation. The conversation, they expect an immediate response. You know, they want you to be eager. They want you to sit forward, look interested. But with the text, mm -hmm. there's got to be, you got to give it, sometimes you got to like leave it a little air. Yeah. 100%. Let it air out a little, a little dry aging and 100%. then go back at it. Because you want her to be, you want her to feel a little bit uneasy in the nicest way possible. Like, not mm. like, oh, like, you, I'm not saying you got to make her feel miserable. But you got to, you got to let her know also that you're a human being and you got your own life and you're doing, you know, you need some, some you time and some space. Like, you don't need to always know what I'm doing all the time, how and what. Because if you can't, if you can't trust somebody, it ain't going to work, period. I don't, you know, I don't need to know where you're at all the time because, I remember when I used to date, uh, you know, and it was both sides. Sometimes I'd be like, yo, what's, what's she up to? Mm. Who's she with? What's she doing? Mm. And if I don't hear something back right away, maybe, maybe, you know, I send that second text. That's the dreaded text. Like, hello, you know, or give a call trying to check up. Shouldn't have to do that shit when you're dating, you know, but, you but know, at the same you know time, what? you got to show some respect and you can't yeah. have them hanging for fucking ever either. No, you, you know, there's got to be. There's, it's got to be a fine balance. It's got to be a little, it's got to be, you, get, you got to walk gotta, that okay, line. You got like that, that 10 minute window 
sometimes a little 15 yeah. minute wait. There you go. Right. There you and, go. Then, and, and, and you know what it is too, is that when you're in the very beginning and you're, you're, maybe you're not dating yet, but you're right on the verge of it, right? You're like right there. You've been feeling each other out for a bit. You're in that flirtatious period. It's like your super flirt. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta like, you gotta eke out that, that fucking serotonin mm. every time. Or the just the 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 feel good the feel good mm. hormone come through every time you see a message from your crush pop up. Mm. Now what happens if you just keep fucking spamming the shit or responding immediately? Get it's like a drug. You get desensitized, right? Yeah, now you're chasing you, you the dragon. More. You're not getting now it. You, now you need some tit pics in order for it to feel good. Yeah, it's Nobody not just about that. seeing. And you know, remember back in the day. When you're when you're when you're on uh, like uh, like MSN Messenger ICQ for the millennials out there, and your crush fucking logs in, that thought that feeling that you had mm. as that early millennial, yes. right? Yes. Your Amen. heart immediately picks up like fifteen fucking beats. You get flushed. You're like, huh? They're online. Mm. Mm. They're online. And that's mm. how long do you wait before you send the first message? When they come online, Mm-mm. it's the same ball game in Who's text message, message forest. It's a showdown. Wild West. Right. You gotta wait. You gotta be careful because if you do it too much, it's desensitized. And then you don't have the same, it doesn't get the same response anymore, yep. but you can't wait too long. Cause then you're going to get fucked. You're going to get or fucked not. on. You're going to find somebody else that's going to give them the attention. And trust me, the girls will let you know. The girls will let you know. Like, yo, they may not come out and straight up say, what's taking you so long to message me? But they may say, you know, uh, something in the lines of, um, oh, geez, what were you doing? Or, yeah. you know, something something that's like a, like a question where she wants you to say, like, where she's telling you, like, what took you so long to message me? Yeah, what have you They're been gonna... doing without asking what have you been doing? Exactly. And you'll know, you'll pick up on these things. Okay, maybe I shouldn't make her wait 15, or maybe I should make her wait a half hour. Maybe it's only 15 minutes. The guys are the same way. Listen, if a guy messes a girl and we don't hear something back for like hours. We're thinking we start, about shit. Exactly, right? Uh, exactly. Uh, so it's, it's a two-way street. It's all situational. Everybody's different. Some girls, some guys are really needy. Some girls, some guys like their space. But I always think it's sort of a, a red flag if you're dating somebody and you haven't heard or seen a text in like two or three days. It's like, uh, eh, you know, is this two really... or three days a bit long? You know, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's situational, man. It's true. It's situational. It's true. But also, I've been out of the game a long time. Maybe things have changed. I don't know. Those, the kids, they like that instant gratification. You know, yeah, everything's quick, know. moving yeah. quick. It might have changed since then. It might not be about about this shit anymore. We might just be too old for this shit now. Uh, Dude Dudeson asks, which extreme activity would you want to do but lack the courage to do so? And which one do you have in the category of I probably want to do this someday? For example, go to space, parachute jump, shark diving, etc. Um... I would Extreme say skydiving. I th- I'd say skydiving is probably high up on the list. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> uh, I ain't got for, the balls for it though. Yeah, I I think I would do it, but I think um, I would have to be with a whole bunch of other people, and then I'd have to be a lot older. Like, I, it's not <laughs> something I would do right now. You have to like live your like life a, a little more just yeah, in case. I feel like it's a bit of like a midlife crisis. 
uh, thing you need that, that I would group, do. You need that group energy, like, oh, yeah. God! I think it's like something on your like 50th birthday or something. You just go and do something crazy. Yeet yourself um, out of a plane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think one, an extreme thing that I think I would enjoy doing, but I would never have the courage to do it is, is like, you know, mountain climbing, like rock climbing, like going on the, on the side of a mountain and like, you know, digging your shit into the fucking rocks and like, Oh yeah. Climbing. I, I just, there is a 0% chance I would ever, ever, I would jump out of a plane 10 times before I would ever do that once. Never. <laughs> I'm probably might be the same way, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, you fall down a mountain is, is going to be painful. You got to feel that shit. Yeah. For a while. You know, you and jump you out of a even, plane, your shit fucks up. You're probably yeah, not going to feel much. No, you're going to die. You're just going to, you're going to hit the ground. And it's yeah. going to be it. Unless your parachute like partially deploys, then you're fucked. Because now there's a chance that you actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, that's just doubly bad luck. You know, yeah. your parachute don't go off then your emergency chute don't go off, but it kind of semi goes off. So yeah, that's, that's real bad. That's bad. I mean, that's a bad time. <laughs> you fall down on a cliff. You fall off a cliff. That's bad every time. Feet, 50 feet, 30 feet. You're fucked. Bro, my you're, ass fell five feet. Yeah. You're I ain't fucked. feeling it. <laughs> yeah. You're so fucked. You got jagged rocks and everything else. You know, you probably aren't going to die right away. You're going to hit some shit on the way down. It's just going to be a bad time. No. Pass. It's a big, dude, it's I, a dude, hard I, pass. Dude, I fall down a set of fucking stairs that's only got seven stairs on it. Bad time. I'm done. Bad time. Fall down a cliff? Yeah. And let's be real here. Rock climbing and shit, accidents happen. Like. Frequently. Like frequently. This isn't, you know. <laughs> parachute doesn't go off while you're skydiving. Very rare. <laughs> Very rare. Fuck like, your shit up climbing a rock face. I feel like I feel like if you're an avid rock climber and you've been doing it for ten years, you've you've had some falls. Maybe yeah. not death falls, but you've had some you've had some falls. You fucked your you shit had up. Some, you had some seriously close, like life threatening moments where you're just like, holy fuck, that was close. Too much room for human error doing that shit. Imagine being the type that, no. like, that, like, stakes the side of a cliff and then fucking, like, sleeps in a fucking hammock no. 300, 400 feet up. Nope. Nope. All the power to those people. Hard those pass. Men, those brave men and women. It ain't me. I ain't that. that no. Ain't it. No. That ain't it. No. That ain't it. No so, yeah, shot. I'm going to go with that, yeah. Smashbop asks, given the current market conditions, when should I start thinking about investing in property when interest rates go down or when housing prices drop? Whenever you get, a, whenever you can find a good deal, it's not, it's, it's not exclusive to both. It's deal you know? for market conditions, basically. Yeah. So, you know, um, here's the thing. Uh, I, I actually believe over this next six months to a year, there's going to be deals. Interest rates are going to be high, but um, there's going to be fear. And some of the interest rates are going to hurt people. And um uh, there's there's going to be more like it's going to be more of a buyer's market starting to it's not really a buyer's market now simply because of the interest rates but there's more there's more inventory coming up so there's no longer these crazy multiple bids and having to do no inspections and shit so now you're in the ability to negotiate again and so just because interest rates are a little high now and I'm speaking from this from an investment standpoint mm. that interest rates are going to go down again, right? And you're probably going to start to see some decline come late next year. So you're going to see probably another uh, interest hike next month, 
then another one in a couple months after that, smaller ones. Uh, but then I think towards the end of 2023, you're going to start to see some some interest rates come down. Maybe not by a full point, but you might see a 0.25, half point um, towards the end of 2023 or into 2024. So, you know, if you can find a good deal and you can weather a couple of years, say two to three years of higher interest rates, depending on where you live, if you're in the States, it might be six, six and a half percent. Here in Canada, it might be five, six percent. Um, and the deal makes sense, then you're good because then you can refinance um, and get a different interest rate down the road to bring those monthly costs down. So right now it's all about finding a good deal. I mean, interest rates could literally be 15%. It doesn't mean that you can't buy anything. It just means that you have to be more uh, scrutinant and selective on what you buy. And depending on where you're from, this isn't even possible. But there are many places across Canada and across the United States, because these are two markets I primarily know about, where there are still deals to be had. People need to get out of properties, um, uh, old investors that have been in the game for 20, 30, 40 years. They want out. They want to offload. Uh, you know, They're getting still good money. Yeah, it's not peak right now like it was last year, but they're, st- they're still getting good money. Um, and, you know, there's deals to be had, but it's they're just tougher to find. So to answer your question, it's all about the deal. It's all about the purchase price of the property and where things can go from there. Uh, but you're just going to have to work harder to find those deals. But yes, higher interest rates, tougher to find. If you're buying your forever home, you know, um, this is depending a rough on spot what, to be it's in a at rough, the moment. It's a rough time because... <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, a lot of people, they could have, before a family might have been able to afford a $500,000 house, but now with the interest rates, you know, maybe now they can only get a loan for three fifty dollars instead of five hundred, dollars because, you know, the difference is, 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 the interest rates have gone up so much, but now the price of houses have gone up so much, so you can't really buy a house. You know, that $350,000 house isn't what you know you're priced out of what you were looking for. If you were looking for that three bedroom, two bath in a nice neighborhood at five hundred, six hundred thousand bucks, um, interest rates screwed you now. So now you can't really afford it. Now you only can afford a three hundred fifty thousand dollar house, which might be a two bedroom, one and a half bath in a different neighborhood that you didn't really want to go to. So, you know, now it's just going to either require a larger down payment, which requires you to save more which is tougher to do because while well, inflation is fucking you at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot tougher um, to get into the game. If you're just a, an, an average family trying to buy in this market. And that's why really the houses that are still selling well are typically luxury homes because the luxury, people that never, can afford, the luxury doesn't give a fuck about inflation. They, yeah. Because the, the, the ones that are buying those homes are, can afford, these swings, you know, the, the, the middle-class family or the lower middle-class that are looking to get into their first home, you know, they have to use either programs that are given by the government so they can get in as cheap as possible, but they're still getting wrecked by interest rates. Um, they're, they're having a, a tougher time getting in to buy their first home because the interest rates. And then before they're having a tough time because of the multi-bidding and how crazy it was because the interest rates were so low. And now that inflation is so high, their money isn't going as, as, as far. 
Same, um, and if same were, result, but different problem causing the, the result. And if you were waiting, if you're saying, okay, well, you know, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait two or three years to buy. Well, in two to three years, the prices of homes are going to still continue to go up. Right. So, you know, unless the entire economy, unless the entire housing market crashes, which it's not going to, there's just not enough the, the supply and demand, in my opinion, it's just not going to. And if it comes down, it's only going to come down five, ten percent. It's not going to come down any, anything crazy. And that five to ten percent it isn't going to be because of inflation and where how high the prices were already. It's really when you're seeing price drops now, you're really only seeing it because there isn't multiple bidding going on like crazy. It, it you know things are coming back down to earth a little bit more, but they're still not tanking. Well, they're, still, selling, they're selling closer to listing instead of selling correct. $100,000 more or $150,000 more than listed. So the, the actual value of most houses is still trending up right. because so many people are still moving from certain places to other, other markets that yeah. are cheaper. It's yeah. just that, they're, like Jeff's saying, the bidding war isn't as yeah. egregious, and therefore you don't get these, like, we posted this home for for 379 and it actually sold for $543,000 yeah, or some you're shit. You're not seeing that. It's very rare that that happens. It's very selective. It might be luxury homes where, you know, you're you say you're on like the water, it's the perfect thing and yeah. you know, you might have three or four people that are really want it, but even that's rare now. Um so, you know, you're just not having that multiple bidding shit. And that's what was really propping up houses going up is low inventory super low interest rates and massive demand it's just the way it was like the trifecta so you know now we don't now we still have a short in inventory even though that's rising very quickly because the interest rates and people are scared uh to jump in or just can't can't simply can't afford it but you know when people are fearful that's when you want to get greedy but you got to be able to you got to know what the fuck you're doing and really analyze the deal and analyze your area uh, to make a good investment. The investment might not make the most sense in the now, but you got to think if you're an in, if you're a real estate investor, you got to think 10 years, 5 years, 3, 5, 10 years down the road. If 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 it makes sense at an interest rate that's a point or two under um and you can withstand that and you're barely breaking even or you're breaking you're you're making a little bit of money, you're you're going to the upside is going to go over time. But Still get it. There's a lot of very. There's a lot there's of. There's a lot of so variables, many variables. It's, it's a. It's 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 a question that you can debate, and it's very situational, and what you're looking for. But there are deals out there, guys, especially now, and there. Will, I think there will be more soon. But you like, still have to be very careful because it's. Yeah. Uh, you know the the real estate market could go down five ten percent, right? So you know if 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 I was a real estate, I am a real estate investor, but if I was like a flipper. I would not be flipping right now. I would not be buying this homes. This would be a rough time to be trying to flip anything right now. There's zero, 0% chance I would be buying a house to put money into to then flip on the market. It's just that is that's a huge no for me, dog. Yeah. But to buy a buy a property that you're going to rent out for the long term, yeah, if the deal is right, sign me up. I'm in even at these interest rates. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it just takes a lot more information than perhaps you would have needed in the past before making Dude, diving three years ago two uh three years ago four years ago two years ago you could buy anything and you were a real estate god you know you just buy something holy shit i made a hundred thousand dollars in a year 
Holy fuck! What I'm, I'm. This is easy. This is I mean, everybody was a genius. I mean, you could have bought, you could have overpaid for a house. Next year, it's up another eighteen percent. You're like, whoa, fuck! This is easy. Can't do that anymore. No, you cannot do that right now. That was a little serendipitous, a little bit of luck that that you just so happened to get into the market right before like a generational fucking event, multi generational event. Yep. That drove everything through the roof. It didn't have anything to do with the fact that you bought that property. You could have bought a crack house. And it would have been like fucking went from two hundred grand to five hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a two year yeah. period, and you could have done absolutely nothing to it because people would have still bought it, knocked the house down, and built a new house on the fucking property because that's kind of where the market was. So, yeah, it's not quite the same thing. Now you got to actually have to like maybe you have to be guarded, you have to like look at it a little bit more seriously as to what you can actually get out of the out of the property before you dive in. Uh, Mark asks, what was the first concert or gig that you ever attended, Mister Black? First concert. Good question. Honestly, I think my first, like, legitimate concert was Modest Mouse. Was my first one. And then, uh, after that, uh, would have been Backstreet Boys? Hmm. I think the first concert... Shit. I think the first concert I went to was some sort of festival and it was, um, it had like a bunch of different artists there. Like Rihanna was there. Um, like when she first started, she was like, she didn't have any hits. Like she had like one hit. Um, uh, was, was <laughs> T-Pain there? Might've been T-Pain. This was like in the nine, uh, early, maybe early two thousands, like maybe 2001, 2002. Um, like pawn to replay uh like era rihanna yeah exactly okay it was a long time ago and i think i was in my late teens like i didn't go see a concert until i was like 16 or 17 i've really not been to very many concerts because they've they've so rarely like the ones that have come well we've had a lot of stuff that probably we've gone to but i've just never really had the opportunity to go to them until later in life and so yeah I i started pretty late yeah, me too. Well, I and, well, we're, we're not we're not from a city that has you know major artists that come through on you know in the, it, like it, it we didn't don't, used to be in... like that. Those crazy like when mom was uh was like in her twenties or whatever, we had like all sorts of shit come through here. She saw like Stevie Wonder here and shit. Like they we had wow. like legit fucking people yeah, come through. Like she was now. she was front row Stevie Wonder. Now these days it's like you know what fucking backwater act from thirty years ago yeah. that has like four fans that you want to see live yeah, in concert. Like Avril Lavigne will come here. You know what yeah. I mean? Like fuck's sakes. Yeah, not quite the same situation as it used to be. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would say it was for me. It was Modest Mouse. Natalie and I went to that because it was like her one of her favorite bands at the time. It was a pretty good concert. Modest Mouse had some pretty good music. Uh, they did it at the Forum Multi Purpose Center, so it wasn't like six yeah. trillion people crazy yeah yeah it was a relatively small venue probably about like two or three thousand people at best mm. and uh it was chill and uh it was good good set and then backstreet boys was at the before they changed the name it was the metro center mm-hmm. went to that world's worst audio mixing i was deaf leaving there like you couldn't hear a word any of them were saying when they were singing because the volume was just fucking through the roof uh and so like all you could do was kind of like you could hear the music and so you're like, yeah, I know this this fucking song. This is dope, but you couldn't hear shit uh, uh, for most of their singing. Um, we had pretty good seats for that. That wasn't so bad. I, I was on like the side for that. 
Uh, and all the, the two things I can remember is horrible audio mixing, which is like a staple, honestly, of the Metro Center. Like the, the fucking audio engineers that go in there never seem to know what the fuck they're doing. And then uh, the fact that Nick looked like he was coked out of his Probably mind. <laughs> mind. He was acting a fucking fool on that stage. The rest of the guys were pretty, were pretty fucking mellow. Nick looked like he was blasted. Uh, and was singing like he was blasted too on top of that. So it was an interesting experience. But it was awesome hearing like uh, some of the guys, some of those guys singing live. Um, when you when it was like a more mellow song, you could actually hear what the fuck they were singing. Uh, AJ is still my favorite singer in that in that group. That dude can like legit fucking like sing sing, and he's not like he's got a voice that doesn't require the harmony of a boy band to sound good. Whereas the other guys, like they're not bad singers. But they're like harmon, like they're harmonic voices that need the other guys in order to really sound good. But AJ, just like he could have his own fucking thing, and I'd listen to it all day. Uh, and then other than that, I don't think I've actually been to con- like any other concerts. I've been to like you know uh, other like live shows and whatnot, but not concert related stuff very much, uh, unfortunately. And then you you got into your concert stuff a lot when you were going down into Vegas, Vegas. and and uh, seeing Celine Dion. Mm, and tenacious d and, and tenacious Britney d Spears well you and, sort of saw tenacious d you I were you were fucking sick as shit man. <laughs> you were sitting on the ground just trying to survive trying You're to survive <laughs> man. rough rough but still you said one of the greatest shows you'd ever been to it's pretty amazing it's a pretty amazing show jack black is such a talented son of a bitch the, the motherfucker um Danish asks, what's the last time you were angry enough that you could go to prison if you acted on that anger? Wow, what an oddly specific question. Um, man. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been that. I mean, I've been pretty pretty fucking mad. But to the point where I do something that is so... That'll take me to jail. I don't think I've ever been charged with assault or something yeah, but it might I don't be like murder been... or some fucking yeah, crazy yeah, shit yeah, yeah yeah like you know i've i've been mad before and gotten in fights and different things like that which i guess could technically put you in jail but depending like, on I'm... how that fight goes i yeah, guess but like i'm i'm thinking more of like an extreme where you're like somebody's gonna get really messed up right or i'm gonna do something i've never i don't think i've ever been you know no, seeing red you know there was two times I can think of. So there was um, that, like, we, I guess, in this category that could be, like, the closest, but I don't think it was ever a time, necessarily. Um, uh, so two times. The first time was uh, my buddy that was murdered in high school, and I went to his wake, and uh, two of the three gentlemen that were there when it happened and were button lipped and not saying anything about the event had the balls to show up to the wake. And it took all of my energy not to, uh, put them in the wake of their own, uh, in the same room. Uh, they ended up moving away too. Like they just, they'd fucking dodge that shit. That was probably the closest. If I had to choose one event, uh, that I'd ever been to, that was one. Uh, and then beyond that, Oh, I don't know if there was much, I don't know if there was much else, um, I can necessarily think of, 
just like Jeff said, like fight situations. Like in high school, a buddy of mine was getting uh, picked on uh, by some um, fucking weirdo, and and so I stepped in for that one, or you know, small stuff like that. But never in a situation where I'm like so fucking raging, angry that I was gonna go on like a fucking spree to end up in jail or some shit. Like that's never been something that crossed through my mind. So nothing like that. Um. Uh, Yano asked, what was the last game that you were most hyped about, but then it unfortunately let you terribly down? Uh, the last one? Yeah, or, or just, uh, yeah, I don't know if you got a couple, I mean, you feel free. I mean, I, I'd probably say the Warcraft uh, remaster, the war, uh, oh, the yeah, that's a drone shit, that shit that was one stung. bad, that shit was so bad. Yeah. That was bad, and I was looking forward to like playing ladder and just kind of reliving my 14, 15 year old self. Uh, yeah, yeah, that shit that was, was rough. Straight, full blown disappointment. I mean, the Brood War remaster, pretty much the same thing. Ladder experience is just, it wasn't good. None of it was good. And it was kind of like a softball too for yeah. them, like for what they had to do. Like that one was that one was rough. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, that's probably one for me as well, honestly, and. Uh, uh, I would say other ones would be, um, like the one that comes to mind, even though I still like the game to a degree, but it still, it falls in this category was Guild Wars 2, because I was a humongous Guild Wars 1 fan, and I was so excited for Guild Wars 2 to come out, and then it came out, and they, they took it closer to like World of Warcraft, instead of staying in their own lane that they had carved out with the first game that made it so popular, uh, and while it's still a really great game with, with good, you know, narrative experience and stuff, and it's beautiful and all this shit, it was just not, it didn't feel like Guild Wars to me anymore, and I wanted it to feel like Guild Wars, and so it was very disappointing in that regard. Uh, and otherwise, oh no, there's probably other, there's probably, uh, other examples, but those are probably two, two for sure. Warcraft 3 Reforged is just that, that one fucking yeah, sucked. Yeah. That was bad. Um... And then Yano also asked, what would be a job that you respect a lot but would never do in a million years? That I respect? Uh, I'm gonna, uh, this is a really easy one, because I'm attached to one. Uh, I would never be a nurse in a million fucking years. Mm, that's good. I respect the fuck out of what uh you know marcel does on a daily basis the sh the stories that she comes home literally every fucking shit there is not a shift where she comes home and i was like how was work and she's like swell like that never, like it never fucking happens there's not one single fucking day it's always some sort of nightmare fuel so i would say nursing is the easiest one for me uh there's no possible way it does take I'm convinced it takes a very specific type of person oh, to be a nurse. And, uh, and so I would say that's, that's definitely top of uh, my list as far as like what comes to mind right off the top. I mean, like beyond that, there's a lot of, a lot of manual labor jobs that I respect a lot that I could just never fucking do in a million years. Uh, like I, I respect the fucking, um, uh garbage the garbage crew like that shit's crazy that's that's like one thing like it's one of those things like if you if you stopped that from happening for like two weeks 
people wouldn't would, like people wouldn't know just how bad shit would get if you just didn't have garbage collection for like two weeks. It's insane. But I could never personally do that myself. I just I just couldn't be uh, I just couldn't do that uh, that shit. That's really hard, horrible, uh, not fun uh, work to say the least. So there, you know there there are certain jobs for sure, but then. The the easy one for me because it's close to home is nursing. That shit's fucking that shit's fucking bonkers. Yeah, uh, I, I I I'm I'm gonna cheat and, and pick that one. Like there are tons of jobs that like I respect, um, and I would never do. But I think nursing is probably the biggest, the biggest one because they just they're so understaffed. They just get so fucked around. Yeah, they make good money, but. The amount of stress and work. They should probably make more for what they they do. They should literally make more. Uh, I'm convinced. Um, Or at the very least, if they don't make more, they should at least hire more people. um, To take the load. To take the load off. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I'll probably go at nursing as well, just because it's, it's such a selfless job and just one that just never ends. Um, Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, it's 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 fucking it's fucking bad, uh, and like here it's it's it's, um, like you could do like uh, CareCorp as a nurse, which is a private company that the government um hires nurses from to fill roles in other places, and you'll make like sixty dollars an hour. But if you worked full time at the hospital, you're making like forty. Yeah. Uh, and. Um, and so then you get like nurses that work full time at the hospital, but the extra shifts they take, they don't take the hospital shifts, they take care core shifts. And then some nurses will, that are working full time at these places and care core comes in, it creates this like bitter fucking like head banging between the two. Um, and, but it's just the reality of it. Like anyone's going to take that. Like you're going to get a 30% pay bump for the exact same fucking job. Like are you serious? Of course people are going to take that shit. Um, and it's still being paid by the fucking government at that, which is just weird. And now our premiers are in discussions amongst each other about how to like fold in more stuff like CareCore. So it's a private company, uh, where they're going to take nurses from to fill roles, but the government's still going to be paying. So it's still socialized healthcare, but we're paying private companies, but the nurses and doctors that they talked to all told them to not fucking do that because they already know what this what's going to happen if they do that shit and it's going to make it worse but they're like oh this will be fine and so we're it's it's just like it, it, it's it, but ultimately you know who gets blamed when everything fucks up it's never the administrative team it's not it's it's the nurses it's the doctors they get yelled at and not and not the people like making the decisions to put them in these situations in this like a crazy position. See, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't do that. I'd lose that I would ask that ask me the question but when was the last time I was so angry I'd go to jail? If I was a nurse in some of these situations, I'd probably be a few times in the last few years, I'd be angry enough to go to jail. <laughs> well, I'd, be, I'd be fucking salty as shit with some of the decisions that were being made uh, governing uh, the medical uh, profession in the last couple of years, to say the least. So, yeah. And that's the last one we had, Mr. Black. That's it for this week's right. Technical Alpha. That's all we got. We'll be back next week with more of whatever this is. And until then, guys, thank you once again for stopping by. Patreon.com slash TV is the place to go if you want to financially support the podcast. Keep the wheels moving on this truck. And until we see you next week, do us a favor. Stay safe out there. Have yourself a great week. And until then, peace! Peace!